There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Hey you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip. Sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Well, hello everyone, I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. With me today is my cohort, co-host. I you said cohort for a minute, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, those are yeah. Sugar shame, what's up, man? Uh, I'm doing good, how are you, man? I'm doing okay. Just to let everybody know, we are live twice a week. First on Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again at Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we do have just a little bit of a hiatus starting next Thursday and then through the following week. Okay, Shane's going out of town, and I'm buried with work, so we're taking a little summer hiatus, and this is kind of when everybody takes, you know, beginning of August, this is your last chance to do vacation and all that anyway, so we figured this would be a good time, so uh, once again, this coming Thursday, and then the following week, we will be off, and then we will return that following week, so... And here again, we'll have this posted on our Twitter account, which is real easy to find. We're at Sweet Truth Radio. And speaking of Sweet Truth, we have a uh, a new uh, member to the to the to the Sweet Truth family. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a guy I went to school with. Um, he's starting up a. Uh, I knew he was good, so I wanted to give him an opportunity. So it's Peyton Vince. He's going to be starting his first show tomorrow. He's not going to be live, but he's going to record it. Him and a couple of other Padres they got. I don't know everybody. I know I think one's C.J. Hawkins and another one's Casey something. I can't remember exactly, but they're. Go- I don't know them, but I know Peyton, and they're they're going to work together and do a sports show. And uh, if you're interested in sports, I do like to listen to it sometimes myself. So. I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast because he is very knowledgeable when it comes to sports. He did a sports talk show at the school. He's uh, okay. So he's really good at what he does. 
Um, awesome. So uh, he's going to get his first show uploaded tomorrow onto the podcast. So if y'all get a chance, give him a listen. I'm going to pump it out there. It'll be on my Facebook. It'll be on the Twitter page and everything else. So uh, make sure you get it, give it a listen. I think he's I think he's going to do a bang up job. And uh, looking forward to hearing it myself. And uh, other than that, I did want to give our stats for this show. This is now this is this show alone for the right last- the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast, right? Yeah. For yeah. The okay. Con- okay. I wanted to give the countries we've had far as in the last week. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, United States, of course, was number one, but with a 74% rating. The rest of the world, we had Quatar always right up there. I don't know why we get so many listens at Quatar, but Quatar loves us, and I love you. It don't matter to me who listens, where you're from. Oh, yeah. But uh, United Kingdom, Germany was up there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Australia, and you're going to like this, Egypt was actually up there yeah we had egypt before you know and, and, yeah uh, yeah that's always interesting to me and then italy and canada we had italy in there too uh top cities of course cuyahoga falls it was for it was our top city listing but we also had right underneath it was Novi, michigan i don't know where that is uh host i guess is how you pronounce it germany was a big right. big time listener in the cities milan italy Washington D.C.'s listing. That's good. Maybe we got hope there. So uh, <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're listening to us. But uh, other than that, uh, just wanted to mention that. So we're sure. getting a lot of listens all over, and uh, well, that's yeah. awesome. That is absolutely fantastic. I'm really. And the other thing, I'm really pumped about that. And oh, you know yeah. what? That's why we're here is for the listeners. You know, right, so. right. I like to get I, every time I see a new country, that makes me that pumps me up. So I was glad to see that. I mean, like I don't, I don't remember Italy, so I was glad to see that. Yeah, and, uh, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Egypt, you know, I've always, I, I believe I've talked about this before. I have a relative that uh, married an Egyptian family. Married into an Egyptian family, I should say. And uh, every once in a while, they offer for me to go over there and, you know, visit. And because uh, they stay there several months out of the year. And I would love to check out the pyramids. I mean, that would just be, that's kind of on my bucket list. I just, uh, I, I would love to do that. So maybe one of these days it'll happen. I don't know. But uh, I ran across this. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Something? Oh, no. Just uh, keep talking. I'll be right back. Just keep talking. I'll be right uh, back. Talk about anything. I'll be back just like one minute. It's not even that long. <laughs> Talk for one minute. Well, I can certainly do that. That's for sure. Uh, this is interesting. I had um, ran across this, and I wasn't exactly sure what to make of it, uh, but the, the information that I had came from a reputable source. And uh, I hope Shane's okay over there. I'm not sure what's happening. I'm but. back. I had to go. Sorry, I had to go. Uh, Christina, uh, she's uh, it's her birthday, so she had to go to her my in-laws, her parents, for a birthday thing. So she needed me to unlock the front door. Oh, okay. Well, tell her happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. She, we uh, went out to eat last night and everything, and so yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I was saying I ran across this story, and I wasn't sure what to make of it at first. The uh, information came from a credible source. Now, since then, I've ran across this story several different places, 
and uh, it appears. Now, here, here's the here's the thing, Sugar Sheen. You want to be an entrepreneur, right? Yes. It seems as though, according to this new information, that owning a cat, <laughs> there is a, 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 a connection of some kind between the parasites that dwell inside the cat and end up making their way into humans that remove your fears. And they say that owning a cat and having this parasite is linked with very successful entrepreneurs. So I need to rub my cat all the time, man. Try to get all the parasites I can, because <laughs> the, the cat, the the, feces, the, the uh, parasites that I'm talking about here come from the feces. Oh, <laughs> but you know it's hard to avoid because it's not only in the litter, but you know little fragments of it get on their paws, and you know they walk it all through the house. So you breathe it in, what have you. Uh, there's really not too much you can do about it now. Uh, I've heard different things about this about this parasite over the years. Uh, th- there was a time when there was some hysteria about this parasite. A lot of people were paranoid about it. Um, apparently, they did link it to some uh, mental uh, issues. Um, and the the parasite is called taxo. I'm I hope I'm saying this right. Taxoplasma. Okay. Um, and um, actually, it's. The full it's it the full name is that tax, Taxoplasma Gandhi or something like that. Um, and anyway, the the, uh, the parasite is very common, and in the United States, I, I've heard estimates that you know upwards of fifty or sixty million people have it, and it's wow. usually harmless. Well, why yeah, don't we got more entrepreneurs out there then? That's true. Why don't we have more? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this is if it's linked to that, it seems like to me, we, you know, if even if I could get fifty percent of that many having some great ideas and stuff, we'd be something. But I don't understand how they're really backing that up without little, very little evidence. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the study the study was published Wednesday by the proceedings of the Royal Society B, whatever that is. And they say infected people usually don't have any symptoms uh, other than feeling like you've got the flu, but it stays in your body indefinitely and often in a surprising place. The most common place it likes to go to is your brain. And there's a lot of us walking around with this. It's estimated that 2 billion, billion with a B, around the world have been infected by the parasite. Now, <clears throat> let me say this, too, that uh, animals in general, including the two-legged ones, we are animals. Okay, yeah. I know that's a lot of people, but, you know, you get your hand caught in a meat grinder, and it looks exactly the same as the beef coming out of it. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> right. We're we're all made of the same stuff, all right. And uh, uh, there's a lot of things that you can get from various animals, including the two-legged ones. And um, uh, this is really, you know, if you're an animal lover, if you've been around, if you're a person who's been around a farm, uh, there's any number of things that you're you're dealing with on a on a on, on a microscopic level. So I wouldn't panic about this. 
um, if, if you're if you're listening to this and getting weirded out by it. Uh, a lot of people have it. It's it's like most things. It's most likely never going to cause a problem. Um, but anyway, this new study does say that uh, the presence of this um, will uh, remove some of your uh, fears about taking risks. So for some people, not all, but there is the chance that that could happen. So I'm not exactly sure linking it to uh, entrepreneurs is uh, Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's uh, uh, that's a bit much, <laughs> but it, I did find it interesting. So uh, I did want to tell a story real quick. It happened to me Saturday morning. Um, I went up to Starbucks, my usual routine when I go on break, get me a cup of coffee, and I had me a little bagel. I was going to get toasted that I'd bought there, and uh, all of a sudden this person taps me on the shoulder, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was you. Let me get your breakfast." So they bought my breakfast, got my coffee, bought my bagel and the whole nine yards. And was a customer. And the only thing I could think while I was standing there was, who the fuck is this? I really did not know. Him. I'm glad they bought my breakfast, but I really did not know who it was. It was kind of a weird feeling because I had no clue who this person was. If I seen them, I don't remember. But I, but, right. I, but I mean, I wasn't going to, I mean, I, I'm sure I've waited on him, but he, cause, but he says it's like I'm always nice to him and always take care of him. And that's why I was buying my breakfast. So I appreciated it. You know, it was a great, you know, gesture. And I thought, I was thankful for it. But I, I really hate doing that, hate that because I didn't know who it was. I couldn't place him as a regular customer. I didn't know if right. I had me mixed up with somebody else or what. But uh, still, I appreciated the breakfast. So I just wanted to say thanks for that one, you know. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, cool. I, yeah, I guess you know if you believe in karma, I guess it comes around. If you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you. But I, like I said, I wasn't expecting it. Um, our, our our title of the of the podcast mentions Mars, and I, I just did that kind of a, as a humorous thing. We've kind of talked about this before. Some of the hazards of going to Mars would be radiation and other things, but. Um, this was according to um, NBC News. There was a kind of a little uh, scientific uh, post on there today that says going to Mars will involve all kinds, all sorts of risks. Going bonkers might be the biggest. NASA has a plan to help space flyers cope with the isolation during the two-year round trip. Um. You know, that to me is two years, man. Well, heck, man, you think about it. If we ever went anywhere, that's why I don't think we'll ever get that far, man. I mean, I may be wrong, but I just don't see it happening. Where people talk about, like, Star Trek and shit, and they, like, you know, talk about going to other galaxies. I'm like, dude, do you realize what would have to happen? I mean, you people would be, you, you 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 would be old and dead by the time you ever got out there. I mean, does the body, the body don't stop aging, I don't guess. Well, you know, that's something that, um, that, that that's a, a very complicated topic, all right, um, because y- y- you get into relativity, but then there's, there's also the aspect of being weightless, um, and even if they could, you know, produce an artificial gravity of some sort. Um, the, the, our bodies have evolved, and I know a lot of people are nervous about that word, but we have developed as a species with Earth's gravity and the pressure around the atmosphere 
and our bodies are suited they are built to live on earth and what it would do to your body to be in space for that long right is probably to me the bigger question yeah um yeah time uh, issues as far as you know aging not versus aging the flow of time going to mars i don't think that would be that big of an issue no, okay. that's, yeah, a couple of years is a long time, but still, I think, yeah, you know, yeah. You, yeah, but you can still make it there and back. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, well, I, I mean, as far as any disparities, as far as coming back and finding the planet of the apes or something. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's not that far. Yeah. Nah, yeah. So um, um, the, the question would be, now, they apparently have found evidence of water up there, which means there could be resources up there. Meaning that if we did go to Mars and there is, in fact, water up there, you know, that would be very beneficial to hanging out there a while. Um, I don't know if I'd want to drink it. <laughs> it might be kind of scary. Yeah, that'd be the problem I'd have to have yeah. because how safe is that water? Yeah, I'm sure, they would, I'm sure they'd have to filter it and do yeah. something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, um, uh, it would still be freaky drinking water. That didn't come from good old Mother Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a little, a little strange. But um, um, the bigger question would be: Would you want to do it? And that's what I'm going to ask you, Shane. Would you want to go to Mars? Hell no! I just don't care. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad aspect. I, I like to see what we would discover there and everything. But the whole thought of me getting on a ship. I don't even like flying an airplane. So the whole thought of me getting on a ship and with a rocket strapped to my ass and going yeah. to Mars and then taking two years to get there, round trip there and back, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean, there's parts of me that I would love to do. I wish I was Superman. I'd love to be able to fly out in the space of my own free will and float around and look at it because it's beautiful to look at, I'm sure, but then bring my ass back home. I don't want to be gone for two years out there just looking at darkness and the stars. And I mean, it, I, I, to me, I think it would... I mean, there, I, I, there's been... I mean, you, you're definitely going to need a crew. One person cannot do it. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that person's mental state by the time they got back would be shot. That's a concern. Yes. Yeah. It's, it will definitely be a concern because I, I, never, not to, I know I've talked about it before, but there's a Twilight Zone. The very first episode covers that where they're doing an experiment on this guy and they put him to, he's asleep and they were giving him like this dream that he's the last man on earth. Well, in the dream, he goes nuts and he starts losing his mind. Well, the reason why they're doing that study is they want, they're fixing to send him up into space. He's going to be gone for an extended period of time. And they wanted to see what his mental state would be like by the time he got back. With no one to talk to, no companionship, no nothing, and uh, and I agree with that aspect. I mean, I mean, if you didn't have any kind of companionship, I mean, you can only talk to yourself for a long, so long before you really go damn nuts. So, <laughs> so I mean, right, right. So yeah, I mean, that's an aspect you got to look at too. So, no, I don't have any desire to do it. I mean, I wouldn't ever would have. That was never my thing, even as a kid. I mean, I know a lot of kids go through that phase where I want to be an astronaut. That was never my phase, even as a kid. Uh, was to be an astronaut just never really i mean i like i like right, to, right, right. i like i like reading about space i like studying about space but as far as to actually be a part of a program that goes and does it no i couldn't ever do it would you want to um go to the moon or or you know they're coming up here very shortly they're going to have these uh, space flights where you don't go into deep space obviously but you do poke through the uh, the atmosphere Right, and they're giving you know people the chance to actually uh, 
you know, be in outer space. Would you want to take a flight like that? That's a possibility, but it would probably be after several, several, several flights had already been expertly done. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be on the first damn one I can tell you that, but uh, I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to have several of them see the success rate and everything because I mean no right. offense but I wouldn't want to be a you know one that blew up when it went out you know yeah 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 so uh, but I mean this, that would be a possibility because if I was just going up there and take a look around and come back I, that wouldn't be a big deal possibly right but, uh, to the moon yeah. I think that'd be an interesting trip. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I. That's not a definite no, because if I could walk on it, that would definitely be a real cool trip. Right. Sure. But um. Well, you know, here's the thing with me. Um, uh, to be out in space and to be able to check out the stars. Um, and you know the the sun. People always draw the sun as yellow. But that's kind of um, what happens to it when it when it goes through the Earth's atmosphere. The sun can actually come across depending on the angle that it's going through the atmosphere, and then the and the way that you're, you know, viewing it. It can actually look red. It can actually, you know, have a couple of different colors. Hmm. Uh, but when you're out in space, it's a brilliant white light. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. And uh, can you, I, to me, uh, you know, obviously you, you can't stare at it out in space either, but to be on the moon and look up at the sun, and it, it would almost be, um, not, not to be religious or anything, but you'd almost be looking at some sort of a thing that would, you know, remind you of creation, because you would be looking at the most brilliant white light that you could ever imagine above your head. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, that would be something to see. Yeah. I like uh, DJ Dave, Dave Diggity, another guy I went to school with. He put a post on there. He said, most of the people we have to deal with on a daily basis are space cadets anyway. Let's send all of them on a test flight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're still looking for intelligent life here on Earth, right? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. I talk about going to other planets. I'm like, let's get some of it down here first before we start taking off yet. Exactly. We don't, we, don't have a, we don't have a right to go and judge find anybody yet because we ain't even got it. Yeah. Well, it would be interesting to find out um, that water that the that they did find on Mars. You know, I talked about this before. Uh, microscopic life, or or evidence of microscopic life that lived before, um, would be very significant. So um, right. that would be very interesting. Well, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, I mean, this is probably unlikely, but we don't know for certain if there's water there. We don't know that. Hell, what if you ever thought about it? What if Mars, at one time, was inhabited by beings pretty similar to us? Yeah, a whole world, and maybe war destroyed their world, or maybe some mass disease or. Something like that destroyed them, and we're just seeing the water as uh, what's you know some remnant of what's left of it. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, we we have no clue. So I mean, we you never can tell. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the problem with Mars is it doesn't have much of a gravitational pull, so it, it doesn't hold down much of an atmosphere. Uh-huh. And uh, the solar wind uh, did a pretty good job of stripping what was left away. Oh, so, okay. 
Um, you know, it, it's always possible that there was a life source on Mars at one time. Okay. Right. Um, and there are some theories. I'm not sure if I have a whole lot of credence in this, but th- there are there are some theories that suggest that we might be Martians, that um, life may have started on Mars, and due to an impact of some sort, rocks were carried into Earth's orbit and and were brought here. Oh, and, I thought and you were going to say a ship brought us over here. So. No, no, no. <laughs> um, they they found a rock way down in. Uh, Antarctica or some damn place that they kind of believed came from uh, Mars and it had I don't know if it had organic material in it or what but that only kind of fueled that uh, right that theory oh hell anything's possible yeah anything's possible so but anyway that's one of the reasons why finding life uh, like I said there's only two possibilities if you find life it's either going to be like similar to the life that we know which would mean that uh, life has a common origin in space or could have a common origin in space. And the other possibility, if it's completely different, then that would mean, of course, that life can start up any number of different ways throughout the universe. So finding uh, some sort of life, and you know, we have these images of little green men and everything, but what really is the ticket scientifically is any type of living organism, no matter how small it is, would be very significant in determining exactly how life came about. Right. So uh, that that's why it's interesting. And that's why I find it interesting. That's why scientists find it interesting. But uh, getting back to what's happening right here on Earth, um, have you been following this story about the uh, California wildfires? I saw a piece about it, but I haven't heard a lot about it, I'll be honest. I did see a little bit. Yeah, so far they've killed uh, about eight people. Yeah. And and they've burned a quarter of a million acres. Um, And they're attributing this to a lot of things, the dryness out there. Um, Apparently they're having a, a very dry summer. And there's about 12,000 firefighters battling 17 wildfires. Wow. And uh, they're not exactly sure how they're going to get control of this. Shifting winds, dry timber, and other things have really been uh, a big problem. So it seems like every year they got fires. It's, like, yeah, it's every year, man. That's what I was about to say. I mean, I know they're saying it's a dry one summer, but, man, it's like every year. I, don't, I couldn't live in California, man. I said it myself unless I just really had a bang-up paying job because yeah. if it ain't mudslides or wildfires or earthquakes, I mean, it's like, man, no matter what happens, there's yeah. something, one, in some part of the state you got to worry about something. And, I, and, and, and for as big as California is, when you look at the map of these, uh, of these wildfires, uh, they're all through the state. I mean, it's not just in the in the hot parts. You know, oh, wow. it's uh, it's uh, all over. The, and, and California is huge, of course. Uh, so it's it's all through the state, north and south. How much territory so, did you say it was covered? The the so far the uh, the fires have destroyed a quarter of a million acres. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and probably going to get more if they don't get control of it. Yeah, and you wonder with these uh, 
uh, you know, these yearly things like we're talking about. It's a uh, uh, it's a wonder that uh, there's a you know that there's that much left. You know, right. year after year of this. I mean, how much more is left to burn? How much more can be vulnerable? Because yeah, I'm not real familiar with the landscape of the whole state, but you know, when you go out there in Nevada and stuff like that, there's really not a whole lot that can burn. It's all rocks and sand and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It seems like to me. I mean, I know that you know trees will bloom again, you know, in time, but a tree don't grow. It takes a while for a tree to grow. So I mean, if you're burning all these trees down, it doesn't seem like it. But you know, in a year. You know, a lot of areas wouldn't even have much trees. It'd be twigs, because I mean, it takes a while for a year to grow to you know for a tree to grow full stature. So yeah, I'm like you. I don't know how they got. All, I mean, I guess they go back. Like I said, even if they go back and replant after it's burned, which I'm sure they do to some degree. I mean, hmm. you're yeah. still not going to have full grown trees exactly. in that amount of time. So I don't know how they. I don't know how they keep going like it. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that theory that one day they're going to have one bad earthquake and the whole state's going to be gone. Well, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, that uh, a lot of scientists say that, uh, you know, the day is coming. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of when. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has to. I mean, there's, I mean, they're sitting right on that fault line. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I just don't. What amazes me. And I know people love their place and they love their state. And we've talked about this with Hawaii as well. And we, I know people love where they live, and that's all well and fine. But it seems like to me, with all that that's going on, it seems like the damn population would be going down, man. People would be getting the hell out of there and moving to some other somewhere else. Yeah. But it ain't happening. I'm like, dude, it's going to be too late when the state drops off. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it ain't going to be no good then to be thinking about I should have moved. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hating on California as a whole. I'm talking about just the natural aspect of it. I'm just talking about, you know, you got to think about, hey, do I really want to sit here in my house, go sliding down a hill one more time, or look out the window yeah. and the fire's coming toward me, or whatever? You got to think about that kind of shit sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, and you're exactly right. I've pointed out, at least with California, it's so big. That not all of it is 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 prone to you know some ca- catastrophe, but there there's a significant percentage of it that is. But out in Hawaii, the whole island, on the, the islands, only exist because of volcanic activity. That's the only reason they're there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The land and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know you're sitting on a pile of you know molten lava, really, and. Um, I always wondered how how people got out there, how the you know the the native peoples you know came that far in canoes or whatever it was, how they even knew those islands were out there. Yeah, that always amazes me. But uh, uh, not to get off the subject, but the point is, is that those islands are built on volcanic activity. You know, they're built on volcanic activity. When you, I, I don't know what the real estate laws are in uh, in Hawaii, but I'd be willing to bet that you know there's there's you know you have to have some knowledge of the fact that you know volcanic activity is a hazard yeah and uh then people wonder why you know you you have them on the news i don't understand why lava's coming through my kitchen yeah why is this happening you know it's like this big surprise that there's lava out there Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like people live in tornado alley 
Same difference. Oh, yeah. They'll, exactly. be, they'll be in the news. Why did this happen to me? And their house be leveled or they can't even see it anymore. And I'm like, dude, you're living right there where F5s come through the neighborhood at all times. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Same thing. Yeah. You're not talking about a little bitty old F1, you know, uh, you know, comes down the street and you can look at it and wave. We talk about F5s, you know, yeah. like this isn't Kansas anymore, top damn tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, earthquakes, even though California is prone to them and other areas are prone to them, uh, they can happen anywhere in the world, and so can tornadoes. A lot of people don't understand that. But uh, they're, uh, they're more common, of course, in certain areas. Any earthquake that would uh, significantly shake New York would be horrific uh, because the ground is very the, – the earth is very solid there. And a lot of rock there. So anything that's going to shake that is going to shake the country pretty good. But it could happen. It absolutely could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be, that's a that's a scary, uh, because a lot of those older buildings, the newer ones have to uh, have, uh, you know, uh, design uh, uh, modifications for that. Um, but uh, some of those older buildings in New York, not so much. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they got quite a few of them, too. Yeah, yeah. So this was kind of interesting. I'll get your opinion on this. Um, apparently, the TSA um, has these uh, what, what they call quiet skies programs. And they've been raising legal and civil liberty questions. And basically what they are is when you are traveling through the airport, uh, they will target certain people for surveillance. Okay. And a lot of things can get you on their radar. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, they have what's called a behavior checklist. And whether or not an individual slept or, or changed clothes uh, during mid-flight uh, or they boarded last. Um, just little things like that. Um, maybe a, a, a certain passenger is fidgeting a lot. Uh, wow. These kind of things can get you on the uh, on the surveillance uh, checklist, behavior checklist. Now, of course, all the civil uh, liberty people are crying about this. Um, I don't know. I personally believe that you are in somewhat of a public domain. Okay, when you're at an airport, you know, you walk into it. Um, you know, to me, you do not have a reasonable expectation of privacy when you are around hundreds, if not thousands of people. Yeah. And, um, you know, if they want to, you know, if there's certain types of behavior that triggers, uh, you know, surveillance, I'm okay with that. Because, well, what's the point in having security if you're not going to keep an eye on people? And, you know, it's just like, song of was it sesame street you know some of these things are not like the other some yeah. of these just yeah. don't follow them. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's what law enforcement yeah in. that's good i like it yeah. you know uh some of the you, you any type of person who's going out of the norm okay and a lot of people don't realize that uh when you work for a large company there's a reason while you get to work, they have shifts, and you're supposed to get there at like 8 o'clock, and you leave at 4 o'clock. And there's a reason why there's a dress code. Same for schools. 
And there's a reason why there are certain bags that are allowed and, and bags are not because they keep everybody uniform. Okay. And when one person is veering out of that, when one person is getting there at an odd time, when one person is, you know, dressed like the Joker, okay, right. or some damn thing, that, 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 that's, you know, that's, that's a red flag. Okay. That's, that, that's how security works. And when you have people that are stepping out of the norm of how people normally travel, okay, that's what gets flagged. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, what say you? Um, I don't have a problem with it. And the reason why I don't have a problem with it is, you know, as long as they're, you know, the thing about it is, is if I like to feel like you're talking about behaviors and whatnot of what things like that. It's, it doesn't bother me because I might be the one on I know I'm not crazy. I know I'm not going to do nothing nuts. So I'm not worried about them finding anything out on me. What the fuck are they going to find out? Because, I, you know, there's nothing to find out. Yeah. But if somebody else is on the plane and they got a tendency to do something like that, I'd like to know. Because I'd like somebody to get that stupid ass before he goes and blows it up. Because I'm sitting on a damn thing. Yeah. So, so it doesn't bother me. For me, to me, it's for my safety. So it doesn't bother me. You know. I mean, I don't know why people get uptight and say all about that. I mean, I do have certain things I have a problem with when it comes to Big Brother. Yeah. There are certain things I do have a problem with. I don't like how they search everything in your media is what you do on your computer, every little bitty deal, and this voice active shit they do now. I don't like all that. <laughs> That's bullshit. I mean, yeah, well, I, I don't care for that. I mean, right. um, I should be able to talk at my house without having to worry about pop up ads about what I just talked about. Yes. That's, that's ridiculous. But that's not helping my safety any. But this here is helping my safety. It's helping me along, you know, and that kind of thing. So that doesn't bother me none. Now, but that's, that's putting Big Brother to good use, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and then when one of these guys does make his way onto a plane and blows the, the damn thing up. Right, right. Then they'll be, Why didn't they see him? Yeah. Well, how can they get through? Well, maybe, well, you know, everybody's got all these rights now. you got to let somebody carrying a bomb unless you got a reason to stop them, you know, let them go on. So. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be bitching about them getting the bomb on then, so you can't make nobody fucking happy anymore, man. (laughs) Speaking of potential security risks, and I said this a couple years ago when we were talking about gun control. Um, You know, you may not remember, but I brought brought it up during our our podcast uh, several years ago that I was kind of wondering what they were going to do about these 3D printers. I was something that... uh, that caught my attention very early on. And apparently now there is a guy in Texas who is offering online instructions for making 3D uh, plastic guns. Wonderful. And (laughs) God. There are a number of states now that are trying to block his ability to sell these guns. I'm, I hope so. Because um, this is what's stupid is not like you said. You can get a 3D printer for really, you know, really when you think of what you're going to be selling the guns for, a little or nothing. And I mean, <laughs> that's just. I mean, you're going to make all these guns on these 3D printers. I mean, I mean, I understand he's wanting to be an entrepreneur, and maybe he's got 16 cats in his house. But the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the problem is 
You're going to get other people doing it at home, making them for themselves, making them for their neighbors, making them for uh, Bo, Dak, Bo Diddley Thug yeah. down the road or whatever. And you're going to have mass hysteria, people killing folks with these things. So, no, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I hope, they, I hope he blocks. I hope they block him everywhere. Well, my, the only thing that I would point out is this. Just like with everything else, these are he's, – he's apparently trying to do this legally. Okay. So my question would be how many illegal sites are out there? How many illegal, uh, you know, emails are flying around out there? Right. With plans to, you know, uh, print these guns that are probably 10 times worse than the ones he's selling. Yeah. So um, and because I can't believe that if you want to get your hands on that information, that it is not obtainable. I, I just really cannot believe that. You, you you can find out how to make a bomb online if you know what you're doing. Right. And um, so the question becomes, and all this talk about gun control and the NRA and all the, you know, the old-fashioned gun makers like Smith & Wesson and all those, um, what are you going to do now with this new generation of, of weapons? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Xerox Smith and Wesson. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, the, some of these three D printers. I'm, I'm starting to get acquainted with this technology now a little more, and I gotta say they're amazing. Shane. Oh yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah. They are. They are nuts. What you can do with these things. Um, you can print just about anything. Just about anything. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I've seen videos of them, but yeah, they're here. Yeah, that's pretty wild. If I, had, if I had the money, I'd probably buy one, but it wouldn't be to make guns, but I would probably buy one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can make spare parts for things that you can't get anymore. I mean, I could go on and on with this. Yeah. Uh, and I just can't believe that that technology, you know, that there aren't people out there who know how to how to, how to to write a program that'll print a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so what it, what it comes back to is what I always say. Are we going to try and restrict bad behavior? Are we going to try and restrict restrict bad people? Or are we going to try to eliminate bad things from the world? And I don't think you, I don't believe you can do the second. There's just too many. There's too many things out there. Right. You well, can potentially get in that that it becomes a weapon. Well, Diggity said under the Freedom of Information Act, the blueprints themselves are completely legal. That's what he was saying. He said you can. He said there's nothing they can really do about that right now, unless they somehow change the laws down the road. But yeah, well, that's where um, I, I don't know about some of the legalities of this, but this is more of an issue of selling them. Okay, uh, and um, I don't I don't know where the line is between having them and selling them. Where that's he's right about that, but I don't know right. exactly what the issue is here. Um, and the uh, here again, that's why states are because I believe there was a federal ruling here not too long ago that said that was okay, and now the states are trying to block it. That's the way I understand it. I could be wrong about that, mm. but anyway, um, that's kind of where things are at with that. Um, but I, I, you know, we're so uh, worried about uh, hurting someone's feelings. Oh yeah. About about uh, infringing on somebody's rights, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want anybody's rights to be infringed upon. But we're so we're so tepid when it comes to going after bad people. We feel the solution is to take away everything that they could possibly hurt you with, 
you know, whether it's uh, guns and or printable guns or fertilizer or, you know, I could go down a whole list here. Um, and, and you just can't. There's the bad people are going to find a way to get their hands on bad things. Oh, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what I've always said. I said, even if, I, like I've said before on here, I mean, you could take all the guns in the world away where you, you didn't even have access to it. They'd find something else to kill with because there's always, if you got bad people, you're always going to get bad results. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Just the weapons would change. That's the only thing that would change. If you don't. Yeah, well, in, in London, they're having a, an unprecedented amount of problems with these stabbings now. That's like the new thing to do now. And, uh, you know, these uh, people driving cars into crowds. Um, it, it, it's I don't know what's happening to the world that there's so many people out there that want to kill like that. Yeah. Uh, that's, to me, what what uh, what is very strange. And I'm only here again. I don't, I don't want uh, people listen to me. and they, they, I'm pretty well balanced, I feel, on, on, the, uh, on the issue of gun control. I don't have an issue with you know having certain restrictions having uh, certain background checks and all this and and some reasonable laws governing their sale i don't have a problem with that oh, at all no i think it should be strict i agree with but, that but uh you know you know this idea that the that i, I hear some of these liberals speak and, and when somebody murders somebody well they say well that's because the guns are too available well i don't understand yeah I've around guns my whole life yeah what are you I had gonna, what are you, dad's guns when I was in, in in a fourth or fifth grade, and it never even occurred to me to take a gun to school. Well, at some point, you got to quit blaming the gun, the manufacturers of the gun, and and start blaming the people that are using the guns. I, I mean, when they say that, when they say, "Well, that's because guns are too available," it's like, "Well, okay, you and I are sitting in a room, and there's a gun sitting on a table. So, hell, what the hell? I guess I'll shoot." <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, that don't even make sense. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's better to do. <laughs> well, anyway, that's kind of uh, the uh, the stories for today. So we do want to, before we, we, we uh, hop off here, we do want to invite everyone to check out the, uh, now, I, I, in lay, in those layman's terms, is that how you, what the, the actual? In these layman's terms, yes. Yeah. these layman's terms, yeah. okay. That'll be tomorrow night at 8 o'clock to 10. Uh, I got a little song I did. I did a remake of Man, Man Who Sold the World, the David Bowie song that Nirvana redid. I did it, and I got it. It's supposed to be about Donald Trump talking to Putin. So <laughs> I just did it tonight. So you get to listen to that. I'm going to have Moses Ballou back with this for the month of August's predictions for the world. So uh, okay. so uh, we'll have some pretty good stuff. Then we're going to have some t- topics we'll talk about, the crazy shit happening in the world for tomorrow yeah. night. So And there's all kinds of crazy stuff oh, happening. Oh, man. It's all the time, man. Wacky shit. And, and uh, just a reminder, uh, Shane and I, with this podcast, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast, uh, we're going on a little hiatus. We're both going to be busy the next two weeks. So uh, we're off uh, next Thursday, this coming Thursday, and then the following Monday and Thursday. And then we shall return. Yeah, it'll be August the 13th. We'll be back. That'll be the Monday. I believe that's right. August the 13th. We'll be back for this show. And uh, I didn't want to take all my equipment. I mean, I could have done it from Georgia, but I didn't want to take all my equipment down there and all that jazz and have to lug it around and all that stuff. And plus, I'm going to be busy trying to get a website going for the Sweet Truth Media while I'm down there. 
and all right. that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully by the time I get back, we'll have something going with that. So have an update on that. If not while I'm there, have an update for it. So uh, that's one thing I'm working on too as well. So, but uh, it'll be a, I hate, I'll be ready to do one by the time I get back. Let's say that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I hate to miss one. I'll be honest. It's like I've said before, this is therapeutic for me. Awesome. This is, this is just the way sometimes I get shit off my chest or whatnot, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'll have a lot of bent-up energy by the time I come back Monday. I'll be ready to rant like hell. All right, man, I'll, be, I'll be ready. I'll be ready, man. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I guess that's all we got for tonight. Uh, we'll be back, like he said, August 13th, 10 o'clock on a Monday night. And then uh, we'll keep post. I'll have some stuff going on Instagram and Sweet Truth Media and uh, Sanctuary. We'll keep, we'll keep you up to date with things going on. And uh, other than that, we'll holler at you then. You got anything else? I'm good, man. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Peace out. Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Next fall, the Northern Lights will be waiting for you. Fly via Iceland to your European destination of choice and enjoy a stopover for no additional airfare. Find out more at icelandair.com.